0: This is episode 429 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 10 Non-Perishable Food Preps You Should Be Buying Every Month. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on The PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Micro Biz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like some more information, click the link in the show notes or come on over to The com. Well, everyone, those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know that I record the night before. So the Friday podcast gets recorded Thursday night. And so it, this was the night that I did the Facebook live interview with Gay Levy of strategiclivingblog.com. And man, it was great, but it's been just, you know, a lot of energy exerted and it's been a long week and I am really tired. And so I'm going to go ahead and read this article here. Our article comes to us from Living Life in Rural Iowa. It's a good article about 10 non-perishable food preps you should be buying every month. But I'm kind of saying that to let you know that there's probably not going to be a whole lot of commentary. Uh, It's just I need to get a little bit of rest and I have a big weekend coming up as well. So it's like uh, no rest for the weary, right? So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Again, this article is coming to us from Living Life in rural Iowa. 10 non-perishable food preps you should be buying every month. New preppers wonder what they should be buying for their preps every month. More experienced preppers wonder what holes they should be plugging in their food storage to be better prepared. We all know we should be constantly adding and rotating our food storage every month in order to have a good supply. Since I have written the 10 preparedness items you should be buying every month and top 10 items you need for your food storage, I have found my preparedness mindset changing a little bit. I think there are things you should be buying every month that are perishable items and non-perishable items. This list will concentrate on the non-perishable items because those are the ones most important to your food storage. And guys, there are a couple of links there up above that you might be interested in if you are interested in food storage. All right, continuing on. To explain what I have included on this list, I will give you the criteria. Criteria. I am making the list as basic as possible, meaning that you can go to the grocery store and buy these items right off the shelf, which means the items are shelf stable. They will not expire or or go bad easily. Most of these items will last beyond their sell, buy, or expire date if you wish. This list is simple and for beginning preppers. However, the more experienced preppers should take a look at this list too and see if they have holes they should fill in their food storage. If you want to, you can purchase these items in whatever manner suits you. If you wish to can them yourselves, buy them in bulk, freeze-dried, or whatever, you can certainly do that. If there is an item on this list you or your family do not eat, then replace it with something they do eat. Because the number one rule in food storage is do not buy food you or your family will not eat. I don't care if you think if we are hungry enough we will eat it. That may be true but why would you do that to yourself when you can simply purchase food that you will eat ahead of time. The quantity of each item to purchase each month is your choice also. Depending on my budget I will only purchase one to two items each or I will purchase a case or flat of that item. I also have a continuous grocery list where I write down when I use up one item so I can replace it right away on the next grocery trip. For example, I use up a bottle of olive oil, I write it down on my list and purchase it on the next trip to the grocery store. If I find myself getting low on an item, I will do the same thing. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into these 10 non-perishable food preps you should be buying every month. The first one is salt and pepper. Food without seasoning, blah. You need at least salt and pepper to liven up your food. You can also stock up on other seasonings too. You might have ones you think you can't live without, like garlic salt at my house. Guys, that's an important one. Well, I said I wasn't going to do a lot of commentary, but here I go. Salt and pepper, I mean, they're big. I mean, think about it. You easily, I mean, most houses have that, unless for whatever reason, you are not, you know, you're watching your salt intake or whatever. But most houses have salt and you just go grab it whenever you you need it. But can you imagine if you couldn't uh, get any more salt? That would be terrible. And so, salt is very cheap you can store it like like she said here it's one of those shelf stable things that will last forever right uh non-perishable food items that will last forever so go ahead and stock up now i do want to say because she she was talking about beginner preppers and then more experienced preppers the experienced preppers what you need to make sure that you're doing is when you use up a prep you need to make sure you are replacing that because it's very easy to like, you know, starting out prepping, you go buy out a bunch of stuff. But if you're not keeping records of it, good records, and you're not replacing it, you think in your head, you have more of it than you actually have. So if you have been prepping for a while, and you have started prepping salt and, and pepper and other spices and things like that, then go really put some eyes on it. And, you know, go back to the back of your pantry or whatever you have, it, wherever you have it stashed, and really count it, you know, count up the, the packages of salt or whatever. So you make sure you really do have as much as you think you have. And then, of course, other spices. I mean, there are some spices out there that, um, you know, if the, the poop hit the fan and I'm making rice and beans and stuff like that, I, I'm going to wish I had some of those. So definitely make sure you have spices. Number two, honey and or sugar. If you can live without these things, great. However, most of us cannot live without something to sweeten our drinks with. I also use sugar and honey in canning jams. Honey is also great for sore throats. Man, if you are living somewhere where you can find honey, like there's honeybees around, you have struck gold, right? If you have a neighbor, really, that would be great. We used to have a guy that we could find on. Uh, on corners around here and i haven't seen him lately we would buy big you know big containers of of honey and uh you know that's one of those things that uh if the poop hit the fan i don't know if i would just want to use honey to flavor my drinks i think i would be using it for you know probably medicinal purposes and and for teas and different things like that but sugar sugar can store Uh, for a long periods of time. You just got to make sure that the bugs and the pests don't get to it. So you got to make sure that you have airtight, um, you know, airtight containers and ways of storing that. All right. Number three is beans. Dried or canned, whichever you prefer. I like to use both, but in a hurry or being lazy, I will grab a can of beans first. So I stock up on canned beans. Beans are a meal unto themselves, but are better with soups, chilies, casseroles, and one pot meals. They also help to fill people up and give energy. All right. And guys, if you're not familiar with cooking beans, like, you know, you're, you're stocking up on rice and beans and stuff like that, you need to look at some, find some ways to cook beans and, and uh, to make it easier to cook them with less fuel and different things like that. There's plenty of stuff out there, information on that. All right. Number four, one of my favorites, peanut butter. This is packed with protein and fat, which will help give you energy in a crisis. Being that, most kids and adults like it and will eat it plain or with bread and crackers. If you are allergic to nuts, look for a substitute like sunflower butter or coconut butter. Man, peanut butter is one of those things that I don't have a problem stocking up on. Number five is canned meats. As much as we would like to think we can raise our own meat or hunt your own meat when a crisis or situation happens, this may not be a possibility. Again, canned meat such as tuna, salmon, chicken, turkey, and ham will provide a good source of protein, which helps give you energy in a crisis. All right, so just a, a funny thing here. When I, was, when I was a Boy Scout, my Boy Scout troop started to die out. And so the leader's try to go to a Sea Explorer post. Uh, you know, we live in Houston. We have Clear Lake and Galveston nearby. And so they tried to go to a Sea Explorer post, which uh, allowed older kids to join. And then also it was co-ed. So yeah, we're going to be out by water and you know, we're girls. Sure. All the, all the guys were, were in for that. Well, one of the things that we would do is we would go and we would have regattas where we would compete against other other sea explore posts and not necessarily in the water we would do that too but just in in cooking and stuff like that and one of the things one time my uh, group was uh you know we were we were cooking up a meal and it had to be completely from cans kind of like if you were on a boat and so you only had a certain amount of water you only had a certain amount of things like that and we did a casserole and we did a chicken and canned chicken and it was like whole canned chicken, but uh, it was kind of boneless. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. I mean, I haven't seen that uh, around in a long, long time, but it really wasn't all that bad. So, you know, play around with some of those meats um, and, and see what you, uh, what you come up with. Number six, canned tomatoes, fruits, and vegetables. While the nutritional value of fresh and frozen fruits and vegetables is better than canned, eating canned fruits and vegetables is better than eating junk. You can use these in casseroles and salads too. Number seven, canned soups, broths, and meals. Sometimes when you have an emergency or crisis, the easiest thing you can do is open a can and heat up the contents. Even if you are in a hurry at night and need a meal, you can save money by opening a can of soup, heating it up, and have a quick meal. And guys, a lot of the times those soups will go uh, on sale and when they go on sale, that's the time to buy them. One of the things that I have talked about in the past is like uh, doing rice. If so, if you stock up on rice and then you have one of those kind of like a chunky soup meal, you you can really stretch those meals out a lot. We've actually, you know, practiced with them and tried that out and it, it has worked. Number eight, crackers and cereal. Many of you will not think this is necessary, but I have teenagers. Kids like cereal and they love crackers. My kids think saltine crackers and soup go together like peanut butter and jelly. Cereal can range from cold cereal to hot cereal. I like to eat oatmeal and will make it from scratch, but when I'm in a hurry or just plain tired, the little packets are awesome. All right, number nine, pasta and rice. Let's face it, there is very little nutritional value in pasta and rice. They are just carbs even if you buy the veggie pasta. However, they help to fill you up or fill the hungry stomachs, and keep the teenagers from completely taking over the kitchen. They help to keep the meals budget-friendly. They are great to have on hand to make casserole soups and one-pot meals. They help to feed a large crowd during a crisis. That's right. So pasta and rice, you know, and you can really do that with uh, do long term you can have pasta and you can stock up cans of spaghetti sauce and there you go you have a meal and if your family likes that i mean you can really stock up on that and uh, you can find that on sale all the time all right number 10 coffee and tea water is great for hydration but it is boring most people drink coffee or tea in some way shape or form I like to have a stockpile of coffee, various kinds of teas, and even some instant packets of coffee and tea. If coffee or tea is not your thing, look at getting some drink packets and or mixes to liven up the water. Definitely. Coffee is one of those things that when it's gone, if if there's ever a, a SHTF moment, an apocalyptic event or whatever, whatever coffee is out there and it's gone, it's gone. Because coffee beans do not grow here in the United States. Uh, There might be some down south, somebody, I I think I read at one point, someone was pretty successful in doing coffee beans, but that's very, very rare. And they were really trying to prove prove the point that you could do it, but it was very rare. Coffee is the second, well, uh, you know, now that they say oil is a big, uh, you know, that we really export oil, um, all the time. Oil used to be our biggest import. And then the second thing was coffee. Coffee was the second biggest import. So now that we export so much oil, or they say that we export so much oil, maybe um, coffee is our number one import. I don't know. All right. So there are some honorable mentions here. Uh, oil, whether you use olive, vegetable, coconut, or other oils, they are good to have on hand and keep a good stock up. So some of these do not last very long, guys. I just want to let you know that. Uh, I mean, they're not going to last years and years and years. They can become rancid. You just got to really, you know, look at that and do a little bit of research. Uh, Proteins and cereal bars, pasta sauces. I've already kind of said that spaghetti sauce uh, would be really good. And there's other sauces you could use. Ethnic sauces and seasonings like salsa, soy sauce, teriyaki sauce, etc. And then chocolate. Like I mentioned before, you can switch out items and customize this list for your household. Some things listed may not be something you would ever eat, while some people could not store enough of that item because they eat it so much. This is a general guideline I use when I go to the store. This is so I can put a meal on the table whenever I need to without completely stressing out over the meal, no matter what is going on. The meal may not be very exciting, but the consumers of the meal will not walk away hungry. Some of you will notice that I did not include such items as ramen noodles, various meals in a box, and macaroni and cheese. You can purchase these, but most of them have very little nutritional value, exceptionally high sodium levels, and feed very few adults at one time. I don't usually include them in my food storage list for those reasons. However, if you want them in yours, you can certainly do that. What do you like to store in your food storage? So definitely there are some things that when you go to the grocery store if your family is always using those you might want to just buy that. I mean there might be a a certain spaghetti sauce that you know that you're always going to use just buy one every time you go to the grocery store or there might be a certain spice or maybe you want to build up your salt just buy a container every time you go to the grocery store there are some things that we do all the time at least you know when my wife goes to the big stores like sam's Um, there, there are two things that I always tell her that she can always get, even if she thinks we have enough is paper towels and toilet paper. I would like to have those Extra, you know, and just put them in the garage, and we store them there. And we actually we rotate through them pretty quickly. But I would always like to have a stock of those. And you know how I feel about toilet paper. You know who wants to go without that, right? And so you can have all the food storage in the world, and then you're pooping and you're using leaves and rocks and all that kind of stuff. So that nah, I don't want to go through that. So that's one thing that we always get. You know, we can always purchase that because you're always going to use that no matter what uh remember venezuela those were some of the first things to go right toilet paper was some of the first things to go so what are those things that you're always using that you can always add to your food storage and that way you you know that you're going to for sure have that and so you know with a little bit of planning you can make some really great lists and every time you use something you can add to it but here's a, a good starter so if you are barely starting in food storage Uh, Here's some great starter items that you can start to add to your list. And if you have been prepping for a while, definitely go back and look at some of these things. If you don't have a a really strong inventory list going, then go back and look at some of these things. Because like I said before, it's very easy to buy them and then think you have them. And then you realize you've been using them all along and you you don't have them and you don't have as many as you think. So guys, that's over at Living Life in Rural Iowa. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Well everyone, that is it for episode 429. Hey, don't forget, if you are looking for some great preparedness articles this weekend, come on over to Prepper website. We have somewhere, well, we link to somewhere between 8 to 12 articles every single evening, 24-7, and so there's tons of preparedness information over there for you, including pages that are just dedicated to alternative news, DIY, frugal living, uh, firearms, and more, right? So definitely you want to go check all that out. And if you are just new to the, the Prepper website podcast and you are looking for more episodes, we have 4, 428 other episodes for you that you can go back and listen to. All great stuff where the articles are linked to and, uh, you know, good. I try to add commentary whenever I can. And so you can go check those out. I hope you, uh, you appreciate those. And if you are listening and you are new and you are not subscribed, you can come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. Over on the right sidebar, when you click into the episodes, we have uh, all the ways that you can subscribe to the podcast. We made it very, very easy for you. And when you do that, you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes and that includes the Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. A lot of great people with a lot of great wisdom over there. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.